Donald Trump has a landslide victory in South Carolina Republican primary as Trump has an over 30 point difference ruthlessly beating Nikki Haley in her home state. However, that did not mean there wasn't still some funny business that took place the day of. Today we will take a look at some of the highlights from South Carolina's election and you can make your own determination. Welcome to the 23rd episode of the Magnifying Glass podcast. I am your host, Elena Moore, and with me today is my co-host, the American Stoic. February 24th was a big day for South Carolina as our former governor and president went head-to-head for the nomination for the first in the South. Before we get into all the nitty-gritty details, we'll go ahead and look at some of the highlights, the big picture of things, what happened at the end of the day. Well, surprise, surprise. Just like in New Hampshire and Iowa, Trump obviously came out with a huge win here. There was not as many challengers on the ballot. Everybody kind of expected him to consolidate as a result. And at the same time, everybody was kind of expecting there to be a lot of flips from Democrats and independents who wouldn't normally participate in the Republican primary to come over and and give their support to Nikki Haley just to kind of stick it to Trump, I guess. I don't really know what the point or the motivation there is, but... Everybody kind of saw this coming. That's why 80%, this is an incredible statistic that came out of the exit polls, 80% of Nikki Haley voters thought that Joe Biden was a legitimate president. Only 70%, according to basically every poll that's been done over the last three years, only about 70% of Republicans uh, 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 70% of Republicans believe that he's not a legitimate president. So you basically have like an inverse mm-hmm. here of the numbers between Nikki Haley voters and, and Republicans as a whole. So it just goes to show just how few of her supporters were actually registered Republicans in this primary. Uh, but there were two records set last night. I think it's, it kind of highlights the night. Uh, first of all, Trump uh, set the record for the most votes received in a South Carolina presidential primary, uh, more than doubling the previous record. He also had the highest vote total of any uh, South Carolina primary. He beat out George H.W. Bush in uh, 2000 by, I think it was around five or six points. He almost got to 60 points. And the other record that was set was that Nikki Haley now holds the record for the largest loss in a home state primary for any unsuspended candidate. That's got to hurt. So, it's got to hurt. It's got to hurt. Especially when you've got the Democrats voting for you. Yeah, it doesn't, even that, even that can't save you. Although, I mean... The only reason she's in this race is to get basically to get money mm-hmm. and to kind of attack Trump from from the, from the left and for the left. Right. And so she's kind of like this de facto sleeper agent that the Democratic Party has in the Republican Party right now. I don't think it'll last long. As everybody probably saw, the Koch brothers pulled out from supporting her campaign immediately after this loss. And so this really was the final nail in the coffin. And it's just a matter of time now. The AFP pulled out from supporting mm-hmm. her? Oh. Man, when you know you lose the globalist support because you lost your home state, mm, that's got to hurt. Yeah, she, she had an absolute cope on CNN, I believe, too, and when they asked, what is this going to do to your campaign? And then she tried to pass it off as, well, they weren't really supporting us anyway. We didn't get any money from them. And, of course, anybody who's looked at the financials or the ad buys that have been done by Superpacs and that the AFP has spent millions of dollars uh, helping Nikki Haley in these, in these first few states. Right. So... That's a huge loss for her campaign from a monetary standpoint uh, and from any chance she had at trying to make an impact or switch any voters. Which, 
it's very interesting because the South Carolina Democrat Party told their people to vote early in South Carolina to avoid the widespread widespread issues that happened the day of election day. So the majority of votes that were coming in for Nikki Haley happened in early voting, especially if you're looking down at the breakdown of statistics. The majority of hers came from early voting. Ton of, a ton of Democrats did vote. Uh, and you can check out this video of a girl who stated that she plans to vote for Biden-Harris in November. And in 2024, who are you voting for? Do you know yet? I do know that in the primaries, I will be voting for Nikki Haley. Okay. Yeah. And what about in the general election? The general election, I, I'd rather vote for Kamala Harris, but um, she's VP right now, so that's Another interesting factoid, and I think we may have touched on this as well, people who voted early reported that their ballot listed on their ballot, it listed the candidates that had already pulled out. It had said they, that those candidates had pulled out of the presidential Republican nominee race, people like DeSantis and Vivek. But the day of voting on February 24th, the ballot in South Carolina gave no distinction. It just looked like there were, what, seven candidates that were running in the race. It was really interesting because we also heard multiple people stating that their votes had flipped in early voting to either Chris Christie or Ron DeSantis. There were a few different issues that happened. We're just highlighting a couple here. So you can just stick it in the back of your brain, decide maybe it's an anomaly, maybe it's not. The voting day itself on that Saturday started off really strong at 9 a.m. with a report from Real America Voice reporting from a Columbia precinct, which is the South Carolina state capital, that said their tabulator couldn't take the ballots because the internet wasn't working. Which is really interesting since the South Carolina Election Commission has spent the last four years telling us that Oh, the machines aren't hooked up to the internet. It's only the poll books that are connected. Well, this guy is saying that the tabulator, he was told that the tabulators were connected, and you can watch that here. Good morning. We're at Satchel Ford Elementary here in Columbia, South Carolina. Polls opened at 7 o'clock this morning, and I'm already hearing from voters that there could be some suspicion around the way they're able to cast their ballots. I actually was just speaking with one gentleman who just finished casting his ballot, came out to us and explained exactly what is going on inside. Could you break that down for us, what you told me? I'd be happy to. My name's Tony Burks, and uh, I've lived here in the neighborhood 37 years, always voted here. And I submitted my ballot, it's a paper ballot, into the scanner, got an error. Poll worker comes over, says that I'm going to have to fold it and slide it in another slot. It looked kind of like a trash can and said they didn't have internet. So I walked out scratching my head and there were a number of other voters that were just as confused as I was. So no one was able no. to correctly do it right and it's interesting because we both have internet out yeah, here absolutely no problem and no one was able to tell you anything i just asked what's going on he said well we can't get internet so you're just going to have to put your ballot in here and it'll be counted hand counted now we'll talk a little bit about my own personal experience i went and voted with three other people so there were four of us in all pulled up you know not really many people there one person in front that was just leaving 
three out of four of us ended up having issues when we were voting. We were all voting in a line too, so it was a little odd. Back to back to back. The one behind and in front of me had issues with the tabulator. Every time they tried to put their ballot into the tabulator, it didn't actually take the ballot. This happened about six or seven times before a poll worker came up. One of them, the poll worker couldn't even get the ballot in, let someone go in front of the person who was trying to vote. Her ballot worked, and then they tried to put the other one in, and it eventually went in. But let me just go ahead and tell you, that's not normally what is supposed to happen. I heard that from many people. Uh, But in the state of South Carolina, you go up to a machine, you put in who you want to vote for, the machine prints out a ballot that has bunches of barcodes all over it and then with a printed name you stick it into the tabulator and that tabulator reads the barcode when i went to go vote for myself the first thing i did when i and i have a little video that we'll be putting up as we speak about it but for those audio listeners i will describe it to you and you can this may be a little controversial so you can decide what you think about it let us know in the comments but when i first went up to vote i selected trump and it tried to hit the box that had Trump in it. As you can see, Trump's name highlights very quickly and then it deselects it. All right, so I went and tried to press it again. The second time, tip of my nail touched David Stuttenberg's box, but my whole finger ended up on the box that had Trump's name on it. Now I've played around with these machines before. I'll, I'll go ahead and let you know my fingernail has never let something select, especially when I have kind of quite a long fingernail. But the machine selected Stumpenberg instead. We'll slow it down for you. You can see right here. You tell me what you actually think. And then finally, on my third attempt, I was able to get the machine to select Trump's name. I had to answer all the other questions on the ballot. That happened with no issues whatsoever. It just happened to be with when I was selecting my uh, preference for the Republican primary candidate. Now, like I said, I've heard this from multiple other people, but hey, maybe it's an anomaly. Maybe the machines are completely fine, or maybe they just weren't calibrated right. Who really knows? But when you have a machine doing it, it leaves things a little open to interpretation. So let me know in the comment, do you think the machine read my nail or do you think it actually flipped my vote? At the end of the night, 10 minutes after the polls closed at 7 o'clock, so about 7.10, they announced the race for Trump. Senator Lindsey Graham and GOP Chair Drew McKissick were majorly booed during Trump's speech in Columbia. Your South Carolina GOP Chair, Drew McKissick, thank you. Thank you. We have a highly opinionated group of people. I'll tell you, they've turned very positive on you very quickly, Elizabeth. I thought it was hilarious because at the beginning of the speech, at the very left end of the one side of the stage Lindsey Graham was standing and at the very right end Drew McKissick was standing behind four different people you can see that in this photo you can barely see his head if you look at anywhere else on the stage there's just two rows of people but Drew McKissick decided to stand between four well he got booed I would almost say worse than Lindsey Graham did 
And Trump made a few comments on it as well. But I think they received the message. And I have a feeling McKissick was expecting it since he was hiding the entire time. But it was good to see South Carolina share their voice of who they really thought should be the Republican nominee. And if you look at those numbers, I was really surprised Nikki Haley received as much as she did. It really all just came down to whether or not you really believed that Democrats were going to come out and have their useless voice heard. And they did. And, and that's the only reason it was. But I'm not compl- I, I wouldn't say I'm surprised just because we've seen just how insane Trump makes these people. The Trump derangement yeah. syndrome is a real thing. And it hit hard. And it was the only reason that Nikki Haley got any real support. Because, as I said, no Republicans actually support her. And she was on CNN every night. So those Democrats, they knew that she was going to be there and that she was going to be on the ballot. It's funny. It's useless. It's a little bit comical. It's definitely embarrassing for her, but I wouldn't say I'm surprised. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Magnifying Glass podcast. We delve deep, bringing the overlooked into focus and magnifying the stories that matter to you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, share, and subscribe so we can shine a light on even more discoveries. I'm your host, Elena Moore, and remember, sometimes the smallest details make the biggest difference. Until next time, keep looking closer. Thank you.